This is Chronic Victory Podcast number 20. I'm your host, David Manthe, where I say, take with you what you can use, leave the rest behind. That means if you get an idea, some inspiration, anything that you can use to benefit yourself, take it. Everything else you don't like, disagree with, don't care for, leave it. Simple as that. And before we get rolling, if you could please find it in your heart to rate the show and share the show with anybody else in the pain community that you know, I would greatly appreciate that. It doesn't only help me, but it helps the show. It helps people find the show so others can find any support that they desire. So I would appreciate that. I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, and you can always email me if you'd like. A lot of you already have sent me messages, which I appreciate. And if I am still behind on a few of those, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Things have been a little crazy with the new year and the holiday. But here we are. So let's get rolling. But how do you push yourself when pain is all you feel with every step? When agony is the feedback loop that permeates each cell in your body, begging you to stop? That's tricky because the threshold for suffering is different for everybody. What's universal is the impulse to succumb. David Goggins. Everybody knows how I feel about Goggins. So how do you do that? How do you push yourself when all you feel is pain in every step? Every step of the way. It's not easy. And that's what I want to talk about is noise, pain, and remaining focused. Today's going to be a little more pain focused and not so focused on uh, conditions as a whole. I got a message on Instagram from a cool dude named Mike who's going through some loss of his own. He's going to go into firefighting academy, and life's kind of on pause for him. And he's, He sent me a long message, but at the end of it, he, he asked a specific question. How do you end up handling these thoughts while staying on the path, while staying on your path? Quick answer was sarcastically and smart-assly. Well, listen to the, listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's a shit answer. No, I gave. I said a better answer though is this, and I, I wanted to share it with you all. And that's that was a great question. If Mike, if you are listening, thank you. And I hope anything I I said to you helps bring some clarity, or at least gives you an idea about what's going on with you. Because I don't know your full story. But the long the longer answer was this: it's about rebuilding yourself several times over. Right, because we're we're gonna lose, we're gonna fail, we're gonna have those bad days, we're gonna fall down, we're gonna have to rebuild and recreate ourselves, and creating a new lifestyle. Remember that big mistake that I and other people make of trying to continue on as if things were normal or or continue as they were the way before. That's not realistic. We can't do that anymore, and it's not. I mean, that's people think that's the the right decision. That's the best decision they can make because they're not they're still fighting. They just don't know how to adapt or change yet. That's not their fault. That's a natural reaction. But it's also a time waster. I've wasted months trying to be who I was before, but not anymore. So it's about creating a new lifestyle, a new way of living. I also, I said, Mike, I allow the thoughts and the emotions. I do. But I don't feed them negativity, shame, or guilt anymore. If practiced correctly, over time, they become minimized 
and about as significant as a sneeze. Quick and fleeting interruption, right? It's like something that kind of just, achoo, you have a sneeze. And it's annoying, it interrupts your day, but then it's done. And it's not really a significant part of anything. It's just a part of something that happened during your day. That's, that's, the, that's the way I can think of it now. I said, handling all of this is a never-ending quest of finding balance. I don't know how many times I and guests that I've had on my show so far, it, like in the very end of a response, they tell me or I say it's about finding a balance. So it is about finding a balance in all facets of life. You just have to be prepared to accept that you will not be set in your new ways. You're not going to adapt one time and be done. That's what that means. But constantly learning and adapting to what your new normal is. Every day. Some days have similarities. Some techniques, things that reduce symptoms. Those will be repeated. But a lot of times it's learning. Your body's changing. The illness, the disease, the pain is trying to evolve and adapt to make you feel worse. The enemy is trying to beat you. And you don't, there's not one solution for it. So Mike, that was my, that was my answer to you. And I see that you got the message and thanks for sending me a message. Appreciate it, man. Now about noise and pain and staying focused. When I say noise, I do mean the stuff that we hear, the stuff that people are talking about, things that are happening around us in our daily life. Maybe I'm at home with my kids and my wife is at home. And she's talking to me about bills or something that we have to do. And the kids are running around and they're being loud. So that's already two different things going on. Maybe they have music playing or uh, the TV is on. That's just another sound that, uh, that I have to receive and interpret. At the same time, I have multiple signals being sent to my brain from my body about what's hurting and... Why is it hurting? What What's it doing? What is my body doing? So it starts to add up. I already had three or four things that I'm receiving, that I'm hearing. And then you add all these other, th- other things that come from yourself. And it's just so much noise that it becomes confusing if it's actually brain fog or if it's just so much noise between pain and symptoms and just what's going on around you that I can't focus. I I don't hear what my wife is saying a lot. I don't hear her tell me things. I don't hear specific dates or or things that we have going on. It's very, very hard to focus. So how do we stay focused? How do we remain focused in that instance? Well, part of it is you won't be able to. Sometimes you just can't. But the other part of that is, the caveat to that is, that if we identify it, if we recognize it, that in itself is pretty useful. Because if we recognize it and we're able to then tell whoever's around us, you know, I'm just having a really hard time focusing right now, but I'm going to try my best. Or if you consciously make an effort to focus on one single thing at a time, and I mean, sometimes it's even ridiculous where I have to get right up in my wife's face and maybe I'll have to put my hand on her touch always for me like touching something or or fiddling with something in my hand usually helps me and my brain focus on whatever I put my eyes on 
and whatever, you know, whatever that, that one message or sound that I'm receiving is. It sounds really simple. But the point is to not succumb. Like Goggins says, it's universal that it's very easy to succumb and be overwhelmed. And this is, this is a point in time that people shut down. They quit. They will not communicate. They do not want to put an effort to retain anything. And I get it, especially when you're in pain. The last thing people in pain want to do is go out and make new friends or focus on anything. It's very difficult to do. There's also a different spin you can put on this. I pay more attention. I'm more focused on things when I'm having fun. We don't have to spend 100% of the time getting better. I don't want anybody to spend 100% of their time listening to me or reading self-help books or anything like that. When I'm having fun, I'm usually focused on that one thing that's making me laugh or making me happy or is pleasing at that time. So if my wife and I play video games or play a board game and then she wants to have that conversation while there's all those other noises going on, that also helps. That helps me. Maybe it'll help you too. Again, these are just ideas. But the most important way to stay focused that I've found is to know why you're in the fight. Know what you're fighting for. You have to know why you're in the fight and why this is important to stay in the fight. Chronic Victory Podcast, right? That's what I say. Stay in the fight. It's a battle. But if you have no reason to, if you have no identified objective, if you have no cause if you have no purpose in feeling any better or bettering yourself that's a problem and that goes back to what we've talked about before about who you are who are you not where you live and what you do for work and how many kids you have and how old you are that okay that's kind of like your identity in a way right especially legally but it doesn't tell me shit about who you are What do you believe? What do you fight for? What do you want? What are you here to do? We need to find those answers to proceed. Know why you're in the fight to stay in the fight. That is how I stay focused. That's that's the biggest way I stay focused. Is that when I realize and recognize, when I identify that things are really hard, it's very hard to stay focused. I'm like, oh shit, like I'm having a really hard time with all this noise and pain and noise from the pain. That I think, okay, what what is my mission again? What what I have a podcast, I have this, I do this thing. I'm, okay, who am I? I have kids. All right, I, I remember why I'm here. I know why I'm in the fight. And then I get into fight mode where it's like, okay, I have to spend 100% of my energy right now to focus on a single thing. And if you can't, you can't. Do it when you can do it. There's no time limit on all this stuff. So going back to fun and not spending 100% of your time getting better. Have fun. Do things that make you happy. We have to limit the amount of knowledge that we take in a day. If we try to hammer through, and I made this mistake too, if if you try to hammer through three books in a day and absorb all that, Chances are you're not going to remember almost all of it. But if you take one book, piece at a time, a couple chapters a day, or, or something like that, 
you're going to retain that. You're going to learn from that. That's your limit. We have to limit how much we put in our minds each day. So have fun. Not every day will be a mind-blowing success. I'm working on um, with some designers for some of the images and things I would like on some merchandise related to the podcast and or just anybody that is on this path, this driven path to betterment. And I want it all done now. I want it all done right. But I have to wait. And so far I got the first concept back and I didn't like it. It it didn't fit the vision I had. It didn't it didn't fit the audience that I think I have. It wasn't me. So I had to send it back and ask for different work. And so it was not a mind-blowing success. I I mean, obviously, I'm really excited about this, but I also have to accept that it wasn't going to be right the first time, and that's okay. Take my show, for example. I'm not going to have 10,000 people listening all right away. Just because things have gone well and because I enjoy this, doesn't mean that things are going to be this mind-blowing success and this life-changing event. But that's okay. It's okay that not every day is this mind-blowing success. Remember, this is a battle of stamina. We have to be ready for the end game. This is about survival. This is about later down the road. We're, remember, we're building small victories that stack upon one another, that then turn into something bigger. And then we become something, eventually we become something that's bigger than ourselves. Which is what I think a lot of people yearn for. Like that's, a lot of people want to feel like they belong, like they have purpose and they belong to something. They want to be a part of something more. They don't want to be the journey. They want to be on a journey. You hear everybody talk about their journey. But where are they going? Where's their journey leading them? This is about the end game. Don't expect that success and that good stuff right away. Build small. It has to be little things. I had to, you know, another example. I had to recognize that, hey, I got these ideas for merchandise for the show and, and for chronically ill people like me and all that. And I sent them to people and I actually like shared them with other humans outside of my own mind. That is a success. That's a small victory. And then whenever it's whenever they're going to be done the right way, that's going to be another small victory. And then I'll take the next small step to get to where I want to go. It can't all happen overnight. I've been working on this for months. What's the forecast like in your mind right now? It's a question I heard somebody ask another person. And I thought, wow. How many, how many times has somebody told me they have the winter blues so far this year? I think a lot. Say, hey, how's it going? How you doing? Oh, just really depressed. Why? It's just shitty outside. So it's like, and and some of these people, it's funny. It's like they're not, they don't even go outside that much when it is nice outside. So what is good weather to you? <laughs> What's good? I'm I'm one of those people too, so I can laugh. But poor weather. I mean, I'm sorry. You're gonna let that ruin your day. The day is over. You're gonna be down because of the actual weather. Interesting. So then I heard somebody say, what's the forecast like in your mind today? As in, how are you feeling? How does your mental health, what's your mental state? I think it's important that everybody asks themselves that when they start to think that the day is over and it's not even done. So we don't succumb. We don't give up. We don't quit early. If you have to 
continue to the final hours of the day or early hours of the next day to get at least one step closer to where you wanted it to go, that's what we do. Stamina, pacing yourself, the end game, surviving. We don't let things like poor weather in our mind or in reality hold us back. Weather's going to happen. Sorry, folks. And behind all of this is fear. Fear that we're going to get hurt, hurt more, not succeed. Why is it here? Why, is it, why are we afraid? What are we afraid of, if not what I just said? Are you afraid of death? Are we afraid of the unknown and not having the answers to inevitabilities and things that exist? We don't know what's going to happen. Everything right now is uncertain. And safe to say, we're all going to die at some point. So how long are we going to let fear dictate what we do? Do we succumb? Because that's the easiest route. That's the door that's right up against our back, right? We're on this path to betterment, freedom of our lives, empowerment, so many other good fucking words that I could just say easily at my computer desk. But behind us, right up against our back is that way out, that easy button, that that succumbing to the hardship. But we don't open it. We can't open it. Because we already did that several times over. We already made that mistake. We have to continue down the path of the unknown. I don't know what's down my path. I don't know what's down yours. I could be dead tomorrow. I could live to be 94. I don't know. And I'm okay with the path of the unknown. Because I know what's behind me, behind that door. And it's nothing good. Have you heard of Tecumseh? Chief Tecumseh of the Shawnee Native American tribe. Lived in the 1700s. There's a quote, it's a famous quote by him. And part of it goes like this. When it comes your time to die, be not like those whose hearts are filled with the fear of death, so that when their time comes, they weep and pray for a little more time to live their lives over again in a different way. Sing your death song and die like a hero going home. That right there should tell you a lot about how you feel about the things you're afraid of. It's easy for me, it's easy for everyone, I think, to say, oh, I don't fear death. Everybody does. Everybody, I mean, because that's what we don't want to do. We want to survive. That's that's kind of what the struggle we're going through is about, is to survive and stay alive and not succumb. I just realized if you reorganize Tecumseh's name, succumb is in that name. Weird. I wonder if that's where the word came from. Maybe it's a coincidence. But that fear, that fear that's there behind behind all this, behind the pain, behind why we can't stay focused, does it activate that fight or flight response? Are we going to freeze? Are we going to be unable to control our thoughts and our mind? Are we going to act? Because if we act, we may act and fight back, and that's good. If we switch from offense to defense, instead of taking lots of actions, we focus on defense, which would be recovery and healing, self-care techniques. If that's where you're at, there's nothing much to do than wait. That is your action. Your action is to wait practice the recovery, healing, and self-care. 
But if you choose flight and you succumb, that takes you farther away from your destination, from achieving your objective to stay in the fight. You're losing your reason to fight to know why you're in the fight. And we have to know why we're in the fight to stay in the fight for our lives. Need I remind you, for a lot of people listening, this is literal life and death. This battle is not a hobby. This is life. It's life for me, and it's life for a lot of other people that have messaged me and who are listening right now. But let's go back to Mike's question from the beginning about when I mentioned the emotions. I'm really into stoicism right now. I like the idea of having more control. A lot of people confuse stoicism with not having any emotions and being more robotic. But that's not what it is. It's being able to have a clear mind, a a clear way of thought during the thing, during the event, and being able to focus on the things that we can control in a setting that's out of control with things that we cannot control. So amongst the noise, amongst the pain, and how I stay focused, I focus on my mission and the things that I can control right now. What are the things in my power that I can control right now? And that's what I do. And that's what we can do. A lot of that anxiety, when we have that fear of the bad stuff, the unknown, perhaps death, a lot of that anxiety can be taken away by planning and being prepared. I've talked about the bug out bag, clothes, snacks, puke bag, leisure activity stuff, fragrances, the, the stuff you can pack ahead of time when you know you're going back to the hospital or just in case you go back to the hospital, you don't have to be underprepared. It just gives you some peace of mind so that, you know, okay, if things do go bad, I don't have to have the anxiety about what I'm going to do about all this stuff, how I'm going to take care of myself who I can rely on to get me all those things and bring them to the hospital. That's always a pain in the ass to ask people. That allows you to focus more, spend more spoons, more energy on recovery and, and the is- than the issues. It allows you to stay more focused and put more energy forth in those things that you can't control, in the now, and not the things that you can't. And you can bask in the fact that this is the time to relax. It's not an excuse. Rest and feel good about it, if that's what you need to do. Self-care, rest, recovery, healing. If that's the point you're at and you need to do that, that's nothing to be guilty about. You should be guilty if you don't rest and you don't take care of yourself and you keep trying to push forward. The best warriors in history rested the most. Even if you go back in ancient history, warriors that spent hours a day training every day also spent half sometimes more time resting their body meditating being in more of a sound state exercising what we now in modern times call self-care so if you want to continue to be a warrior of pain a chronic illness warrior whatever you identify as remember that my mission my goal is to keep you in the fight So that you don't succumb. It's to keep you going. Not motivated, but keep you focused. So that you can create your own mission and your own goals. And if it's similar to mine, good, that's great. If it's not, that's good too. But I want you to remember, in order to stay focused, we have to remember 
why we're fighting. We have to focus on the mission and what we can control, not the things we can't control. Know why you're in the fight to stay in the fight. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you heard something that inspired you and that you continue to tune in. Feel free to reach out to me on social media or by email. Also, if you're in a position to donate, I have a Patreon account set up to support this podcast and the community behind it. Whatever you're going through and whatever your situation is, stay in the fight.